0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Gotta be careful when I say the year because a lot of us are still writing or typing 2023. Takes a minute to get used to it. Every single year, we've all got the same problem. And if you don't, well, you're just very good. I would say this is the week where it is still acceptable to greet somebody with Happy New Year. At the end of this week, that's it. Because you've got some people out there who are dropping Happy New Year like two to three weeks into 2024. And that's nuts. Even if it's the first time you've seen them. January 20th, hey, happy new year. No, 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 come on. We're already 20 days in the January. Not now, we're only three. It's still okay. If you see somebody at the Dolphins game Sunday night, you haven't seen them yet, happy new year. Acceptable. The minute that Dolphins game is over, no more happy new year. Hopefully just happy Dolphins fans. The big story this week It's the Dolphins-Bills game. I think we got to ride this ride with the Dolphins until the ride is over. When will it be over? That is a great question. This could be another 40 days or so, or it could be another 10 days or so. That's what kind of makes it exciting. Now, sure. It would be more exciting if the Dolphins had the number one seed and you knew that they were going to get two home playoff games on the way to the Super Bowl as long as they would win the first one. That would be a lot more exciting, but it's still exciting. Now, maybe it won't be as exciting if the Dolphins lose on Sunday night, but the fact that they're playing Sunday night For the division. It would be the first division title. Since 2008. And what comes with it. Is a home game. And for Buffalo. If a few things happen. Before Sunday night. And Buffalo loses Sunday night. They could be out. So I expect both teams to go hard on Sunday night. They're both going to give it their all. I don't see why they wouldn't. The Dolphins certainly will, and why wouldn't the Bills? They want to win the division. Even if they clinch a spot prior, you want to win the division. You get a home game. Now, I looked up a few things pertaining to this game on Sunday night. I looked up the forecast It's only Wednesday right now. So you still got the rest of the day today. You got all day Thursday. You got all day Friday. You got all day Saturday. And essentially, you have all day Sunday. Things can definitely change. But when I look at a forecast, you know, you come here for, like, real information, not vague info. You can get that anywhere. Hey, yeah, I went to weather.com. Please. Please. I'm reading forecast discussions from the National Weather Service. I am reading things from the people who make the forecast. And as of today, the forecast for Miami Gardens, this is the actual forecast for North Perry Airport. And I'm sure you've heard North Perry Airport on the news many times because unfortunately a plane goes down there like at least once a month. So it seems Hard Rock Stadium just south of North Perry Airport. So I would say this forecast is for the Hard Rock Stadium area. As of now, the forecast for Sunday night, there is a chance of showers and there's a slight chance of thunderstorms. It does seem like this coming weekend in South Florida, it will be wet. And apparently Sunday may be very wet, more wet than other days. Again, as of now, that can all change. Temperature around 70 degrees, about 13, 14 mile per hour winds. Gusts to about 18, so not too gusty. Humidity, 81%, which isn't lovely, but at least it's not going to be 80 or 85 degrees the rain could change things. The thunderstorms, if there are some, that can definitely change things because thunder only happens with lightning. You thunder, you can suck my. So, if there are thunderstorms Sunday night, now we might be looking at lightning delays again. It's only Wednesday right now. A lot can change. It can change for the better. It can change for the worse. You better believe, though, that I will continue to keep you updated because this information is good for any of you who are going to the game, and it's also good for any of you who are wagering on the game. And now that you could do that legally in the state of Florida, I know a lot of you in this audience do partake in it. Because the host of this show also partakes in it. I continue to get a lot of questions on Twitter. I'm just going to continue to call it Twitter because I want to. And the questions keep coming in about, are you going to post an anytime TV parlay? I will. I'll post it on Saturday as I have been. There's a lot more studying that I need to do. A lot more information that I need to process because it's week 18 and things are a bit different, but I absolutely will post another one. And just so you know, I post a parlay. The parlay has about five or six anytime TD scores. You could play the parlay just as it is. You could play them straight. You could put in your own, you could do whatever you want. I'm posting my ticket you tail as you wish i will say out of every ticket i've posted with any time tds i am 19 and 5 that is a really good record and the majority of those winners the majority of my selections overall are plus 110 plus 120 plus 140 plus 160 they're, they're not minus 150s. I don't, I don't use any of those. So the return on your investment is really good if that's what you've been doing. And the one 16 where I hit was 133 to 1 odds. And yes, I still do believe I'm going to hit another one. So if you've been having fun, if you've been entertained, we all want to make money because it's just the United States of America that's what we want to do. We want we want to make money. We want more and more and more money. It's never enough. I don't know any person who says, eh, "I don't want it any more. It's, it's just not enough." I mean, Marlin's man, do you know who I am? He's got tons of money. I saw him on a CBS news interview many years ago where the interviewer said, "Well, when do you run out?" He goes, "It's impossible. I can't." And he wagers Because it's never enough. And some of us will wager small just for the entertainment, to have some action on the game. So there's something I tweeted a little while ago. I actually tweeted it during breakfast this morning. I have been told by a high-level fashion source that the Miami Dolphins will be wearing all white uniforms Sunday night. All white. So that means white top, white pants, white socks. All white. I looked up the Dolphins record when wearing all white at home, which means white top, white pants, white socks. The Dolphins record at home with that color combination, 8-0. and They're undefeated. In the history of the franchise. Now, they only started wearing all white, including the socks, a few years ago. So that's why they've only had eight home games with that color combination. But there ain't no. It's like when I go to the track, Gulfstream Park, oh, I like that color. People, People just bet on things that... Kind of make no sense, but hey, it's a little factoid. There ain't no with that color combination. People wanted them to wear throwbacks, but I believe there's a rule you can only wear them twice in a season, and they already wore them twice. Some people thought, oh, Sunday night game, they're going to be wearing aqua. They'll be wearing all white. That's according to a high-level fashion source that I spoke with. Not multiple sources, just one fashion source. I do have multiple uh, fashion sources, but this just came from one high-level fashion source. And if you want that type of information, you know, the inside info, the Slater's scoop, just follow me on Twitter at Andy Slater. I don't clog up your timeline with worthless garbage like some other people do. I don't tweet to just tweet. Any tweet that I send out, there's value to it. There's something in it for you or your friend. Like yesterday, I tweeted out ticket prices for the game Sunday night. The cheapest seats for the game as of yesterday on StubHub, including the fees, $345. That's in the no alcohol section. 371 in regular sections, which means I guess anything goes. That's what I wrote. And the biggest response that I got, it seemed like it was from people saying, wait a minute, there's a no alcohol section? There's actually two of them. Two sections in the upper level behind the end zone are no alcohol sections. So you're not allowed to drink alcohol in those sections. I guess that diminishes the chances of a fight happening. If you want more of a family atmosphere, those two sections seem to be the ones to go to. And if you want more information on it, just Google it. Go to the Dolphins site. I'm sure they have it all up there. But that's pretty expensive to get into a Dolphins game, but that's how big these stakes are. And I'm sure there will be a lot of Bills fans at Hard Rock Stadium. All right, so I do have a lot to get to on this Wednesday afternoon, but I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Going into Sunday night, we finally have a dolphin season that is worthy of something. What do I mean by something? What I mean is a division title, the first one in more than a decade. That is definitely something. That's something tangible. It's something that stands out from the Dolphins won 10 games and were knocked out in the first round. Because that's a movie that we've seen before. And here's another thing. The Miami Dolphins getting a playoff win. It would be the first time it's happened since the Lamar Smith game in the year 2000. Remember Y2K? Yeah, it's been that long. So that is right there. The Dolphins are already in. It would help them if they beat the Bills and had a home playoff game. But it's right there. It's in the Dolphins' hands. The Miami Dolphins may have the ability in just a couple of weeks to say, year one, Mike McDaniel made it into the playoffs, and year two, he won a playoff game. They may even be able to say, hey, he won the division and won a playoff game. So I define something as something that differentiates this season from all others. And usually it starts with the first time since. If you can use the sentence opener, first time since, you're probably on the right track. And to me, the 2023 Miami Dolphins were not just a run-of-the-mill team. They were not and have not been blah, blah, same old Dolphins. To me, there's something special about this group. There's something special about this offense. There's something special about the chemistry. There's something special about hard knocks documenting all of it. I've talked Miami Dolphins football for a living, and I continue to do so. I've been talking about Dolphins teams for 16 years. I know what they've been. I know the times they've been interesting for all the wrong reasons, and I know the times they've been interesting for the right reasons. And I can say the biggest problem for the Miami Dolphins the past 20 years is that they've been boring on the field. They haven't been special on the field. They haven't been the talk of the NFL for anything on the field. Off the field, completely different story. But as far as on the field goes, the Dolphins have never been the talk of anything. Not for a long time. This season, especially after they put up 70 points on Denver, the Dolphins put the league on notice. That was telling everyone around the league, hey, we got something special going on in South Florida. Although if it was national, they probably said something special was happening on South Beach, not South Florida. With all the motion on the Dolphins offense, Tyreek and Waddle. And earlier today, around one PM, just a little bit ago, Mike McDaniel said he's not ruling out Jalen for this game Sunday night. It would be very difficult for him to go, I think, but let's see. Either way, with Tyreek and Waddle this year, two ridiculous wide receivers, they've had two staying healthy the entire time. Knock on wood that continues the so-called guru on the sideline, Mike McDaniel on the ones and twos. It just felt like this Dolphins offense was from the future and the rest of the league was way behind it. Now that has changed as the weeks have gone on because there's a lot more video. But the Miami Dolphins are still a special team and they're not finished yet. The annoying part has been the narrative about the Dolphins and good teams. They did beat the Cowboys at home. I know it was close, but a win is a win. The whole issue is silly because it's not like the Dolphins intentionally picked their schedule. The Dolphins were hosting the New York Giants. Hey, the Giants were a playoff team last year. This year, they stunk. Is that the Dolphins' fault? The NFL's wacky. The results are wacky. The records are wacky. And an even bigger point, and this is true of the Giants and every other team that the Dolphins have played this year, the NFL is a week-to-week league. It's hard to tell who's good, particularly this season. It's all over the place. Other than the Ravens, who appear to be the best team in football, and the 49ers, who appear to be great except when they play the Ravens, who would you say is really good? Who is reliably good? Who is a team who you know the second they take the field, this is what you're going to get. I would argue none of them. No teams. Every team is sort of up and down and down and up and up and down. So week to week, it varies. So anyone that rips the Dolphins in a wacky league, which is maxing out any given Sunday, it's just dumb. The only thing the Dolphins can do The only thing that they can control is the team on the field against them. Every week, game by game, week by week, that's it. That's all they can control. So if the team in front of them has a bad record, it's not the Dolphins' fault. You know those teams can still be dangerous. The Dolphins haven't been victims of wild upsets. I know they lost to Tennessee on Monday Night Football. They blew that lead. But when have they had a completely horrendous team in front of them and they got blown out or it was so obvious the game was over. That hasn't happened. And to me, that speaks to a poised professional group, a group of men who didn't look down at their opponents but rather locked in every week. All around the league, upsets every single week, we see them, bad teams beating good teams, good teams beating better teams, teams taking their eyes off of the ball, The Dolphins, for the most part, they've been reliable. The one Monday night where they blew it, other than that, if the opponent was trash, they disposed of them. And for that, the Dolphins were roundly, and in my opinion, unnecessarily criticized. And now, here come the Buffalo Bills in the Hard Rock Stadium for a Sunday night matchup for the division. Why did I say everything I just did? Because I want to lead it in to my next segment, which is coming up in just a moment. My poker tournament, that's also coming up. The Slater Scoops poker tournament, Tuesday night at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Hollywood. Less than a week away, it's next Tuesday, $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, and it's only $250 to buy in. Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. next Tuesday night. You could register until 9.30 p.m., so you got plenty of time to get to the Poker Room at the Hard Rock and be in my Poker Tournament, which will have a minimum of $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. Put a reminder in your phone right now if you can't put that reminder in your head and actually remember it. Next Tuesday night, that's January 9th, it's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. Next Tuesday, 6 p.m., you could register until 9.30, and it all takes place in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. What happens Sunday in Baltimore is not necessarily what's going to happen this Sunday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Now it could, but this Ravens game that the Dolphins just lost, I don't think it'll beat Miami twice. We got an entirely new game. We got two teams who know each other, they do not like each other, and they're facing off for the division. The only carryover, in my mind, from that Ravens game, it'll be the injury report. Will it wind up shortening? Again, Mike McDaniel, just a couple of hours ago, he said he's not ruling out Jalen Waddle. I'd have to imagine... That he won't play, but we'll see. Mostert, he's a question mark. Xavier Howard, that didn't look good. We know now Bradley Chubb is done. Robert Hunt, still a question mark. No matter what's said, that injury report, it's out there, and it's only Wednesday. We got until Sunday nights. There are just a lot of dudes on this Dolphins team who are actually impact players on offense and on defense who are all injured at the same time. And I know, it's week 18, everyone in the NFL is banged up, everybody's playing hurt. That is 100% true. But I don't think every team has so many key guys injured. When you look at the names on that list, The team that you'll see on the field Sunday night, it's not the same team that put up 70 on the Broncos. Too many guys are banged up. Too many guys will be out. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to say, oh, well, okay, we're going to give you a mulligan. No, it, it doesn't matter. The loss to Baltimore, it's true. It counted. For everything the Dolphins have been through, here they are. Here comes Sunday night. They've got 11 wins. They're at home. It's Sunday night football, and this team has a chance to win the AFC East for the first time in more than a decade. That is how they have to look at this. They really do have to have a one-week mentality. And there's been a shift when a team loses. Like, it's normal to feel sorry for yourself geez, you know, we got destroyed by Baltimore. Somehow Mike McDaniel, he's got to turn this around. Look, Mike McDaniel does have to flip a switch. He's got to take this team from being bummed we got crushed to let's look at the big picture here. Let's look at what's on the line. And at the beginning of the season, if we had been offered – a playoff spot guaranteed, and one win against the Bills, and you'll win the division and get a home game? Would we have taken it in a heartbeat? So let's go grab it on Sunday night. That's just the reality. I was thinking about the parody around the league. I was talking about it in the last segment. I was thinking about how Baltimore is the only team that really looks dominant because you go into this game Sunday night and you're thinking, hey, the Bills, they've been dominating as of late, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to dominate on Sunday night. Now, if the Dolphins were at full health, if they had Chubb and Jalen Phillips and Waddle was 100% and Tyreek was 100% and the line wasn't banged up, there's a lot of ifs there, but if the Dolphins somehow – had gone through this season without big injuries, they probably could have won the AFC. But to be in this spot where they are right now, you win Sunday night, you win the division, you're the two seed, uh, let's go. The, the stakes for Sunday are nuts. Dolphins win, they get a home playoff game, the two seed, they lose, they're the six seed and go to Kansas City. I know KC is down. I know the receivers aren't that good. On a neutral field, KC already beat Miami this year. Their defense is good. Their offense is eh. The weather, I looked ahead. It, It looks like it may snow, but do you even have to look ahead? It's middle of January, Kansas City. You expect snow. But I, I wouldn't say if the Dolphins lose to Buffalo that that turns into a loss in Kansas City because the Chiefs just aren't that Chiefs team that we're used to seeing. The Dolphins could win in Kansas City. But let's hope it doesn't get to that. You can hope. You can, you can look at this optimistically and say, hey, the Dolphins beat Buffalo Sunday night. They have the two seed, a home playoff game. You win that home playoff game, and then maybe down the line, the Ravens, who I would assume are going to rest everybody, or they, they won't get much playing time, the, the really good players, but maybe the Ravens would get eliminated somehow, and then the Dolphins would have the AFC championship game at home. I mean, it's, it's just it's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. I remember the last time the Ravens rested their starters, they lost to Tennessee in their first game. So who knows? Again, it's a week-to-week league. All year, this Dolphins team, and this is a credit to their mental toughness, they have not lost back-to-back games. So they would actually have to lose three straight to get knocked out on the road because they would be losing to Baltimore, which they just did, then they would lose to Buffalo, and then they would have to go on the road, which would be KC, and lose to KC. I don't know if this team has three losses in a row in them. If they win Sunday, again, they avoid back-to-back losses, which is a very high-character stat. So much at stake. And there's a lot at stake During the racing action at Gulfstream Park, the stakes are huge at Gulfstream Park during the championship meet. And that's what's going on right now, live racing every Thursday through Sunday at Gulfstream Park. The championship meet means the best of the best, the best horses in the world, the best jockeys in the world, the best trainers, the best of everything is at Gulfstream Park. I was there at Gulfstream Twice over the past couple of weeks, and I had a fantastic time. I highly recommend going to 10 Palms, the trackside restaurant at Gulfstream Park. You get a great view of the races, you get a table, have a fantastic meal, and you can make wagers there too. Heck, you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Make a reservation though, visit GulfstreamPark.com for all the information, and then head on out to Gulfstream Park, especially on a live race day. Thursday through Sunday during the championship meet going on right now in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. I give you guys some long segments, so sometimes some segments got to be short. I know the Dolphins are the big story, but last night, yet again, how about those Florida Panthers? Winning last night in Arizona, opened up a West Coast swing. The Cats and Heat are both on the road at the same time, both on the West Coast. The Panthers' next matchup will be in Vegas against the Golden Knights. That'll be tomorrow. Back to where they lost the Stanley Cup, that building, I know it'll be electric. The Heat and Lakers, they play tonight, going up against LeBron and AD. So it'll be a late one if you want to stay up and watch the Heat hopefully get a W, but we shall see. Another thing you should see, the great people at Trajan Wealth. It's a brand new year. You've got goals in mind, financial goals. Let Trajan Wealth help you. They will design a plan based around those goals that maybe you've had for quite some time or that you just came up with in 2024. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. The best thing to do is visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. You could set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth and it will cost you nothing. You can also call them if you want. Their number is 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth help you achieve your goals. Let them design a plan based around those goals. Don't wait any longer. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, the first Wednesday of 2024, just like we did last year and every year before, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, Happy New Year. We could still say it. It's only the third day of January. Uh, I hope you've been safe. I saw the news, and I'm sure a lot of people did unfortunately a trooper uh, got hit inside of his car i believe it was on i-75 lieutenant what can you tell us about what happened at at the scene and then afterwards
1: so this happened uh oh happy new year by the way andy uh so yeah this happened yesterday um in the area of weston um the trooper was actually he wasn't stopped he was actually patrolling he was traveling uh, westbound on I-75 in the Weston area. And, uh, and a guy in a black, uh, Porsche SUV driving recklessly, just literally just plows right, in, right into the trooper, just crashes into him as the trooper was driving on the highway. He was, like I said, he wasn't stopped. He wasn't like trying to pull somebody over or anything like that. He just kind of ran right into him and then, uh, um, Trooper's vehicle becomes disabled. Troopers actually, he gets hurt, uh, pretty uh, serious injury there. And then the driver afterwards uh, flees the scene on foot, um, leaving his, uh, his SUV abandoned there in the middle of the road. And um, uh, luckily, we were able to set up pretty quickly a multi-agency perimeter with the assistance of the Broward Sheriff's Office. Uh, and I think maybe one more uh, agency in that area and the uh, hit-and-run driver was apprehended shortly after. I, I believe he may have been a—I know canines were deployed. He may have, uh, he may have been bit uh, in the apprehension uh, by a canine. Um, and then he was taken to the hospital for his uh, medical treatment and then uh, obviously taken to the jail afterwards.
0: There's a lot to unravel there. I saw the charges. I didn't see anything about DUI. Um, why not? Or was, he, or was he just not drunk?
1: Uh, see, I'm not 100% sure if he was drunk, but I'll tell you uh, this uh, because he suffered an injury, uh, probably from the crash and from the dog bite. Um, if he was impaired, uh, we wouldn't know it right away. There was, um, more than likely, uh, there was uh, blood that was drawn at the hospital because he, 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 he did contribute to a serious crash, number one, and then he fled the scene from it. And anytime that happens, where You're involved in a crash with serious injuries, and then obviously he fled. Uh, More than likely, blood was drawn at the hospital to try to determine um, if he was impaired. Again, because uh, troopers weren't able to do it at the scene. Number one, he had injuries from the crash and the dog bite. So uh, there may be a DUI charge, uh, you know, forthcoming and, you know, upon the results um, or really pending the results of the toxicology report.
0: Why... Why? Why does somebody? I mean, first of all, it's it's horrible the accident. But why does somebody get out of their car after this happens and starts running away? I mean, I, what what I are really, the like? What are the scenarios why somebody would do that? Do you have answers?
1: I I, I wish I wish I did have an answer as to why somebody would make uh, such a bad decision because you know. A crash, you know, people call crash, we call them crashes. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people refer to them as an accident, right? And that's what they are, right? They're accident. I don't think anybody is purposely out here trying to uh, crash their car into you, unless, of course, it's a trooper and you're trying to flee from him. Right. We're gonna, gonna <laughs> But um, so, like I said, I don't think anybody's intentionally out here trying to crash their vehicles into somebody. And so now when you make that decision to flee the scene now, it's no longer an accident you now made the decision and not, and it now becomes a criminal offense punishable by uh up to a third degree felony uh, when you leave the scene of a crash with with injuries that's, that's up to five years in jail when on the other hand it could have just been a you know, a citation uh, for, you know, a careless driving or something, you know, if you just made an honest mistake, which we see it every day. People crash every day. So uh, it can the only guaranteed thing here is that if you make that decision to flee the scene, uh, it's going to uh, severely enhance the the, the charges. I mean, I
0: I know you can't come on here and say, well, this is what you could do to maybe get out of it. But. What, what could somebody possibly do, Lieutenant, if they do crash into someone? It doesn't have to be a, a highway patrol person. Uh, it doesn't have to be an officer. If they crash into a car, how, how worse could it be if, if you stay around? Like you were just saying, if you have a suspended license, I mean, it can't be better to run away.
1: Right. No, because there's, you know, OK, the only reason why or the only reason why I think somebody would run is because there's something else there. Right. Like you said, maybe a suspended license, maybe uh, an arrest warrant. And they're just trying to really avoid contact with law enforcement. But mm-hmm. with with all the technology that's out there, the, the license plate readers, the cameras, the people around the witnesses, I mean, it's just so uh, especially in a, a crash of this severity. Uh, there was a lot of people that had information, and more than likely you you're gonna be caught. you know, if your vehicle's not disabled, like this one was, I mean, it it becomes kind of uh, just it, as far as the follow-up investigation goes, it's pretty obvious, I think, that you're gonna get caught and it's gonna make it that much worse. It's always the best thing you could do. I mean, you're obligated by law to stay at the scene all motorists involved they have that responsibility to stay at the scene and to try to render aid if possible if not to call nine one one in case somebody's hurt um and and you know it's just a shame that these hit and run crashes uh, are just rising at an alarming rate and uh, it's really a trend that we really have to do our parts for it can be uh reversed
0: you know lieutenant i guess the better way to maybe phrase my question is people people do this i guess because they believe there's a benefit like there's something beneficial from them running away from a crash when in fact there there really isn't anything beneficial from what you're saying.
1: I, I think they I think they uh they do it either because they're trying to avoid contact with law enforcement or because they truly think if there's really nothing else to it, if it's just a crash, they think that they're gonna, you know, get away with it and just have to only worry about maybe the property damage that their vehicle, uh on their car, you know, things like that. I mean, but uh, the odds are, are are really stacked against you in yeah. as far as uh, not getting caught.
0: Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. It's amazing that this happened while the trooper was driving because I think a lot of people believe if you don't read the whole story, if you just see a headline that the trooper was on the side of the road. I know we brought this up last week, Lieutenant, but now that it's 2024, this is actually in place now, a new law where – Anybody on the side of the road, essentially you've got to move over or slow down, correct?
1: That's correct. yeah. so um initially I thought the trooper was stopped too and I thought to myself, well, oh, another, you know, move over uh violation crash and uh and, and like you said the the or the, the law was recently expanded, the move over law or revised uh, where initially it was um, for first responder vehicles, police cars, fire trucks, utility vehicles, sanitation vehicles. And now the governor just recently presented or signed House Bill 425, which expands the law to now uh, moving over. Uh, motorists are now obligated to move over for uh, any disabled vehicle that's stopped on the side of the road with their ha- uh, hazard lights on or their emergency uh, lights on or or just kind of really any emergency uh, signage, number one. and And even if that's not the case, if there's a vehicle that's stopped on the side of the road and there's an occupant in it or multiple occupants in it you are also required to move over so again i would sum it up i would say the easiest thing to remember is to just when you see a vehicle out there on the side of the road just move over give them that courtesy it's not it's no longer for first responders it's now for everyone i i think it's really a great expansion to the law because it's just uh going to create that uh really stressful situation for people when they find themselves in an emergency parked on the side of the road, uh, whether it's a flat tire or you're out of gas or you have a medical emergency. uh, It's one less thing to worry about, uh, you know, having these cars zooming by you at least now uh, people are going to be obligated to move over and at least it'll make a bad situation just a little bit better for people out there.
0: Lieutenant, last thing you mentioned out of gas. Um, Hopefully the dolphins are not out of gas, but the, the question related to the dolphins to you would be, do you still have the parade plans on your desk or have you filed them away
1: no no they're uh they're they're uh we remain optimistic even after uh sunday's uh loss we're gonna remain optimistic but uh it's definitely the, the it's been uh it's been the operational plan has been put together uh might not be on my desk anymore, but it's, it's there. It's ready.
0: Well, it's not in the trash can, is it?
1: <laughs> no, it's not in the trash can.
0: <laughs> Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol, thanks for everything uh, you do. Uh, it's good to uh, hear from you in 2024. And uh, I'm off next Wednesday, so that means you're off, but we'll chat nice. again after that when the Dolphins, uh, that'll be after their first playoff win in a long time, and then we'll get back to the parade talk.
1: Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Andy. All right.
0: Take care. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Don't put them in the trash can yet. You can put them further away, but make sure you know where they are. All right. That's all the time I got for this Wednesday afternoon. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.